Bye, bye, bye. Come far there. I just heard this talking, saying you couldn't watch me for an hour and a half. I think you'll find I'm a fantastic fucking actor, you bastards. You ever see me in them bruises? It was me. I was great. I'd be great in Total Recall. I'm going to fuck the girl with three tits. All right, lads. Keep us lazy now. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. Good God, Wackerly. Have you ever seen a roasted Jew before? A roasted Jew? Yeah. No. Am I looking at one right now? I'm dying over here, man. It's so fucking hot in this accursed city. I swear to God. I thought thought the Jews were desert people. Not this one, man. It's like a sauna in here. Jews, Jews don't do well in heat. Could you imagine how long they bitch? Like, that's why Moses fucking broke the fucking Ten Commandments. You know, he fucking, he was just like, God damn it, you're so sick of your fucking bitching. They even have a word in Yiddish for bitching. It's called kvetching. We bitch so much. Did he break the commandments? He broke something. I think he did break the he commandments. He did break something. But it wasn't the commandments. He, I don't know. He brought the commandments down the mountain. Yeah, but like God gave him something, and he just took it and smashed it on the ground. So he's like, I, I you think fucking you're, I people. Think you're, you know what I think is going on? I think you're confusing an episode of The Simpsons with the actual Bible. No, no, no. Moses broke there's something a, there's in There's a Simpsons episode where he has the 15 commandments, but he drops one, and then he says, oh, I guess 10 is all right. But like the, <laughs> uh, the, the third tablet with the, you know, 11 through 15 breaks. You know, it's, Maybe it's been not the Simpsons. It's in something. It's been a while, you know, since I've uh, read read the Bible. But from what I recall, <laughs> Moses broke some. God gave him something. Like God gave him like his golf clubs or something, and Moses broke them, and was oh. never allowed to leave, like go to the Promised Land because of that. Because he's like, you broke my fucking shit, dude. You broke my golf clubs. I'm sure somebody in the audience will some. <laughs> This Fespian theologian will will let us know what happened. I think it was about I think it was about bitching. I mean, seriously, dude, I feel like I'm in an Auschwitz crematorium over here. It's like fucking <laughs> like okay. So this room that I'm in, it's this my little kind of office area. This is the only room that has an air conditioning unit. This is the first apartment I've had since Chicago, I think, years ago, that had to have an, a, an air conditioning unit. But if you walk out the door into my living room or into my kitchen, it's 25 degrees warmer in there. Don't go in there. I don't know. I'm, I'm trapped in here. And I can't go outside because it's so hot and I don't like sunlight. It's horrible. I, I don't know what I got myself into moving down here. Like, well, what's the weather you like go, up there? You go swim in the L.A. River. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Beautiful. Just with homeless the corpses. The concrete banks of the L.A. River. Is there even, sometimes there's not even any water in it, a la the movie Grease where they're driving their cars through it. No, it, it always looks like it's just kind of just dried up. Everything is it's so fucking hot. The only people that are adapted, you know, evolved to survive here are Mexicans. That's why there's so many Mexicans in Los Angeles, because they're made to live in this heat. 
The Jews? Are Mexicans the Jews of the present day? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I wish I would have stayed up in Portland. Portland had beautiful weather. No, it didn't. It was hot as fuck there. Dude, at night it was perfect. It was like 80 80 degrees. It sucked. It was humid. That's something I haven't experienced in a long time. Humidity. I kind of overall, though, did you like that city? Uh, I liked the city. I didn't like the people. Actually, I'll take that back. What are you talking about? I liked about? the city. I didn't like the wait staff. The wait staff at a couple of some of the restaurants. I, I thought the bartender at the hotel it was kind of a cool bar. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I thought a lot of the people, the service people, were like way too chummy, you know? Yeah, positive. Well, okay, for for people, hold on one second. For for people who uh, didn't listen to last week's episode, Wackerly and I attended a bachelor party in uh, Portland, Oregon, last uh, weekend. It was the first time, like I think either of us had ever really been to Portland, and we stayed at a, like a kind of a hip, a hip, cool hotel called the Jupiter Hotel that had a bar. It was so hip, <laughs> but it, <laughs> it was so hip. There was like a senior citizen rugby team staying there. Yeah, but did you see they had like uh, what, the English Beat played there on on uh, Friday night? They had bands play there, and it was just kind of like this quote unquote. I, know, hip I was hotel. I was hoping it was the Bronski Beat, but it wasn't. <laughs> you remember them? Yeah. What was their song? What was their uh, hit? <laughs> did they have super a hit? Gay though, they're like uh, the first all out gay band. Did they do "Don't You Want Me, Baby"? Was that them, or is that the Human League? I think that's the Human League. All the Bronski Beat sound songs sound like this. <laughs> and then there's like two synthesizers in the background. Gotta remind me never to listen to that. <laughs> it's kind know. of retro. But anyway, we we went there for the bachelor party. We can't talk about the bachelor party because there's a code, code of, silence. of silence about what happens at the bachelor party. But we can say that we did attend a lot of strip clubs. We went to a lot. We went to like probably what five. There are a lot of strip clubs in that city. I mean, are you counting the ones we went back to multiple times? Oh, yeah, we did go back. We did return to uh, several strip clubs. We, we went to five distinct ones, and then a couple of them we, we, we like, multiple, we had paid multiple visits. To. Well, there was one by our hotel called uh, Union, Union Jacks. That was oh, I don't remember the names of any of them. <laughs> well, I remember the one uh, called Sassy's, where the, it was like, that was, I don't know if you saw the girl, but there were, like, there were multiple stages. And what was kind of cool about these strip clubs so you could drink, and they're fully nude. But one of the girls had a tattoo around her butthole, which seems to be kind of uh, popular on the internet right now. I didn't notice the tattoo around the butthole, but I have been reading about butthole tattoos. It wasn't on her butthole, but it was like right above her butthole. It said something. I don't even. I couldn't even read it. It was like some kind of script. lower than a tramp stamp. Much lower. I mean, it was like right above, literally above her butthole, like above in the, the crack, not anal the opening. Yeah, in the crack. And it said it said something. I mean, she had so many tattoos, but this one was just one little patch of skin that was left. But it wasn't on like the butthole itself, which I don't know if it you could really. It wasn't on the balloon knot. Yeah, it wasn't on the ring piece. It wasn't around. It the ring it wasn't piece on was the not tattooed. Piece of bubble gum. <laughs> the uh, the the half chewed marshmallow, <laughs> which is what it kind of looks like. But uh, can I can I go back one second now? When I say that the service people sucked, I am exempting the strippers from that category. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they were don't. quite nice. Now, actually, the strippers are great. I mean, there were so many attractive ones. There are unattractive ones. Did you see at the one, what I thought was kind of interesting about some of these strip clubs, female to male trannies, F to M's. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't notice. I was pretty drunk at We all were all times. pretty wasted. The, the first club we went to, because I got so drunk Friday night, 
I didn't really start drinking till like maybe six the next day on Saturday. I did get really Wait, drunk fe- Saturday. Female to male trend? You mean in the audience with us? Well, they weren't with us, but there was like this one table, and I remember looking at him like, "There's just a weird looking dude. You're just a weird looking dude. It's like the facial hair, but the body just didn't have the body, the musculature of you know of a guy. Not that I'm like really like." Checking out, you know what I'm saying? The body, you are. No, the body looked disproportionate because I'm looking at her. I'm like, they're with a bunch of girls, and whenever you see girls, a table full of girls in a strip club, you're like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if the boyfriends dragged them out to it, or if they came on their own volition. But I'm looking at this this table of girls, and I'm looking at the guys that they're with, and I was like, I don't know if that's a guy. I mean, it looks like she. They look soft, like she had tits, but she has a Mm -hmm. she has a goatee. Right. It was really weird. I was looking at her for a bit, and then I was like, "That's a that's a woman. It's not even a man." I saw that at uh, I saw when we went to the the beer festival. I saw a whole group of uh, F to M's. That must be a popular <laughs> I thing didn't there. Notice it? Yeah, maybe that's where they all go, Portland. Yeah, and I, I don't know, but but they can wear it's like in the forest. They can wear their lumberjack shirts, and they could just really great for them. There must be a lot of lesbians in that area. You know what was interesting is I was talking to. Uh, this one like really crackhead looking stripper that actually recognized me from when I DJ'd, but fucking like eight years ago on uh, Broadway at the Roaring Twenties. She worked there, and she had been working at strip clubs. Stripping. Yeah, she. I, I didn't recognize her, but she she sat down. And she goes, "Dirty Sanchez." So they called me back then, <laughs> and I looked at her. I'm like, "Did did you see that one?" I mean, she was like, had to have been like late 30s. I remember you telling me this as we were leaving that strip club, but I didn't see. She had the, the same kind event. of tattoos that I did. Then people were making fun of that. They're like, oh, that's what D would look like if he was a chick and he was stripping. She was ginger. But she looked like she could have been an extra in Breaking Bad. Like her teeth <laughs> were all fucked. Like her teeth were all fucked and rotted. And right. like she just was really skinny and just kind of gross. And so she's talking to me and, and she was saying like, she was like, yeah, I worked there. I worked in San Francisco at clubs since like 1995. I was like, God, it's like almost 20 years of stripping. <laughs> it's like you should stop because it's disgusting it is kind of well I, I thought the strippers in portland were, were were much more down to earth i didn't feel as pressured in those strip clubs as i would say at the gold club in san francisco where they're just they're just like all they want to do is get you back in that dance room so you can pay 60 dollars for a dance or whatever well, I, you know, I thought I thought that was interesting too. That they here didn't they really, just let you chill out. Well, some I didn't really see where they even gave dances at some of the clubs we went to. Like I didn't think they even offered dances. I thought they just made their money from tips on stage. It see that's what I mean. Like they never pressured you, but I I did find the room at one point. <laughs> did you end up getting a dance in one of the clubs? Yes. Which I one? don't remember it at all. <laughs> <laughs> did, wait, so did, you, did, did you wear a condom under? Uh, <laughs> No, pants. I was so drunk, there was nothing coming out of my penis. <laughs> I so, don't even think I got a heart on. Do you think... I was just like, oh, you're so good, you're so cute, oh, you're so pretty, you smell nice. <laughs> like, I think she was mad because I didn't get a boner. Yeah, I was, I was, I was so wondering about up. that. Do you think the strippers are disappointed when they're like, wow, see, he's not even getting a boner? Yeah, I do. This one, was de- <laughs> this, de- this one definitely was. But it, but she's not your sex partner. You're not. I mean, I guess you're having simulated sex, fake sex with her. But so does it really matter? I mean, it's way way worse if you can't get a boner with a girl that you have in your own bedroom. Yeah, that is pretty bad. But I, I don't know. I I just think they're disappointed because they think you don't think they're hot or something. So wait, were you were were you conscious of the fact that you did not have a boner? 
Kind of. I didn't care. <laughs> I mean, I you know, like your brain just wanders off, and I was like, oh wow, I don't even have a heart on right now. Was she a female to male um, stripper? <laughs> no, it was an actual vagina. What did she look like? I think I tried to stick my finger in it. And she got mad. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. The the Breaking Bad meth addict or whatever that I was talking to, she was saying she didn't like to dance for the female to male. Um, customers, because they're the ones that were more likely to stick a finger, a digit inside their butthole. Yeah, they they think because they're women, that they can get away just, with it. You know, the rules don't apply to them. Like, teehee, I'm in a strip club, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, that's why she was like, I don't even dance for them. She goes, I I don't particularly like dance for women. She's like, but definitely not them because she's like, they're much too forward and aggressive. She's like, most guys the, are too the scared female to, to do male, anything. Uh, lesbians or whatever men, I guess at this point that I know up here are well, let me not say all of them but yeah pretty much all of them uh, they're really annoying because they are really trying to compensate for the fact that they're not by a lot you know weren't born men i guess so it's like hyper masculinity it. they're hyper masculine they're all about like oh i've gotten this fist fight the other day and i was working <laughs> on my motorcycle and there's grease in my labia oops i don't have a labia anymore but you know what i mean smashing like, a can of paps on their forehead yeah, and, they, and, they, and they and they they all like get haircuts and dress like like 1950s like hot rod jockeys like fuck so wait off. they got this rockabilly look to them yeah oh god i don't know and so they're the ones that are obviously strapping it on. They have giant sideburns, like every single one of them. So wait, okay. So these ones that that you know, do you are they like packing like at all times like a fake cock in there to look? I like? I think some of them have the real cock. Oh, so some of them actually went through the surgery and then had a reconstructed penis. I don't know. I actually try and avoid them at all costs, <laughs> but I think so. Have you ever gotten a fight with one of them? No. I'm surprised. I, mean, I like really, it. I really avoid them. Wow. Would you feel okay? Would you feel worse getting your ass kicked by one of them or just a regular dude at the bar? Either, either way, it's fine. <laughs> I'll just be beaten down. So anyway, back to the strip club. It, um, it's a funny story of failure on my part. So after the crackhead Breaking Bad meth addict stripper left because she was kept asking me, she was like, "You want to dance?" Just like the South Park uh, depiction of a strip club. And I was like, "No." Did she have bad breath? I didn't lean that close to her, but she had really bad teeth, so I'm assuming so. You're assuming so, yeah. yeah. But then it, flossing going on. Well, she left, and you guys, I think I was sitting next to you, and I think I was sitting next to Sky at that point, and then this uh, young, young one just kind of sat down. Like, she was like 20, and I was chatting with her, but she didn't even ask me to buy a dance. Did you see that one? She was really cute. Yeah, I saw her. Kind of like, I mean, she was a blur. <laughs> she was like a blur of hair and tits. That's kind of what everything looked like at that point, though. I couldn't, I couldn't like pick her out of a lineup right now. Well, I was expecting her spiel, whatever, talk to you for five minutes and ask you for a dance, then go. But she didn't. She like hung out for like a half an hour, just like bullshitting and all this. And uh, so then she she said, she goes, "What are you doing later? I get off around two thirty because clubs are open until two thirty there." And so I was like, uh, "Yeah, let's hang out." You know, I'm staying at the Jupiter Hotel. I, lo- I love, I love your impression of yourself at that point. I was really wasted. Which was more like this: <laughs> "Oh yeah, this is just having this bachelor party. So we'll be like drinking <laughs> shit. We're like right down the street, you know." <laughs> Oops, I puked a little bit in my mouth, but that's cool. It's called a barp. Um, you definitely yeah. didn't sound like, why, madam, I'm, uh, I have accommodations <laughs> down the street. Have you uh, been to the Jupiter? I, 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 this is my <laughs> retelling of it, all right? 
So right, anyway, I'm just keeping it. I'm keeping it real over here. <laughs> so so anyway, she gave me her phone number. Whatever. We left, or I left. I, I think you guys were at some bar, so I went over and met you at the at the bar, and then we proceeded to get very drunk. And I think I met up with a bachelor later, and he was he got. He, he was really wasted too on that. Code of I did. Li- I will say this. I did like about this bachelor party weekend that we didn't really. Nobody felt the need to be like a cohesive group. No, like, we most, could of, most of the points we were just be like all points scattered throughout town, which was made it a lot more fun in my opinion. Well, because group groups can never decide what to do. Some people want to do something. Other people want to do something else. And then it just you know it just I don't know. It, it was nice to be able to splinter. Other people go back to the hotel if they wanted to. Beauty of cell phones, really. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we we end up getting drunk. I never heard back from her, so I was like, ah, fuck it, I give up. And so I, I think I was about to pass out, and I was sharing a room with Big Jeff, who's been on the show before, because I'm a cheap Jew, and I didn't want to pay however much money. How much money you were sharing a room, too? Yeah. Um. I don't know. So I, I, I you know, like a lot I, of money for the whole weekend. Yeah. So I was I was about to pass out get a phone call and the girl called me and she was like uh hey are we still hanging out i couldn't believe it i was like yeah, this is actually going to happen then it dawned on me where am i going to take this girl because my buddy's sleeping like you know two feet away and we can't very you know come back here and party i guess i could have maybe kicked him out but i, I mean wobbly I, h yeah wobbly h <laughs> he's married but maybe, I mean, uh, that, that, that's definitely, it was an alternative. So anyway, I ended up going to meet her. Long story short, I was so drunk, I was going to pay $180 for a room in our hotel just, just to have sex with this 20-year-old. The like, cheap Jew thing goes right out the window. Well, dude, when you say 20, a 20-year-old vagina, when's the last well, plus time? Plus, you would have had to pay her. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I wasn't getting that vibe, but possibly. <laughs> I, I didn't get They're that vibe professionals. from her. Their job is to make you not get that vibe. She seems she was just kind of like into it, just wanted to hang out. But who knows? Probably would have been like after on top of the hotel bill, you know, more money <laughs> off of that. But anyway, I, I was just like, you know, you know, entranced by that 20-year-old vagina. I mean, when's the last time? How often do you ever have any interaction with a 20-year-old vagina? Never. Never. I mean, online. <laughs> <laughs> online and in my head. But yeah, so uh, make a long story short, they didn't have any rooms available in our hotel. Went to two other hotels across the street, both sold out. I mean, it's like three in the morning, and I, it must have looked like I, I had a hooker with me. Plus, you know, you're trashed. I was wasted, yeah. Like a lot, I think a lot of concierges, is that the plural? I don't know, are you know not very enthusiastic about renting a room to somebody who looks like they're going to vomit all over it at any second. Yeah, I was drunk. I don't know if I was at that point. But the hotel across the street looked like an hourly rate motel. It was like a block up. That guy, I think they would have been down, but they had run out the last room. So in the end, she was she was like, I'm going home. It just took off. And I'm just kind of standing there, blue balls, <laughs> hating life. I think I had a tantrum. Well, Big Jeff was asleep in the room. Did you take advantage? <laughs> you wouldn't have minded. I should have. But yeah, I, I regretted that. Although, you know, the next day when I woke up, the Jew in me was like, well, thank God you didn't spend $180 plus however much more money just to stick your cock inside a 20-year-old vagina. You know, I think I would have, I would have regretted it at the end. But it got me thinking, Wackerly. It got me thinking. Got me thinking oh, yeah. about an uh, an article that I read you know, a couple days later about herpes. 
<laughs> Not quite. Um, a genetics expert uh, from the Imperial College of London here, Arafi Prasad, recently wrote a book called Like a Virgin, which uh, she urges us to embrace a future of virgin births for men and women in which sex and marriage are redundant and unnecessary. So she was saying that uh, she claims that sexless reproduction is the way of the future for humans because already, they're already doing it with mice, like laboratory mice. She's saying we could look at a future in which human babies could be born without any sperm donors, from artificial sperm, let alone even any contact between the, the, the sexes. And she's saying, I mean, this Just, is a way... This is like one, one, one less reason for women to want to sleep with us. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, now they won't even need to. But I mean, but men, men too. I mean, she, what she's positing is, is that we, we don't need to rely on the opposite sex to uh, have a child. Because, uh, you know, we live in a world when science now can manipulate everything, even the process of reproduction. And so she goes on to say that in Australia, they pioneered an artificial womb, which is a plastic container... Uh, especially designed to hold fluids and bacteria found in natural wombs. Uh, the creatures being developed right now in the artificial room are nurse sharks, but she's saying eventually it, will, it could be humans. And <laughs> I, They're not well-adjusted, I'm sure. It's technically possible for a man to develop a child in one of these wombs. Not even, you don't even have to use your own sperm. They've already made artificial sperm, so once they make a synthetic egg, you can have, I guess, an artificial human created. So it got me thinking, Wackerly, after about the failure to um, to touch a twenty year old vagina. Um, would you? This is sick and wrong thought experiment territory here. Would you create a customized lover for yourself if you could? I mean, it it, it wouldn't be your genetic material through through this <laughs> through this artificial womb procedure. That's what I'm saying. Let's say isn't she going to be a little young? Well, no, okay, I'm saying, all right, now it's a little, you know, now it sounds a bit far-fetched. Let's go 30 years into the future. And this okay. is an acceptable, you know, way to I'm reproduce. Gonna be, I'm going to be 80 years old. Great. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, okay, well, let's say you're like our age, but there's 30 years in the future. I have a shriveled up pickle. It's not going anywhere. But okay, I understand. I'm my age in 30 years. Your age in 30 years. My there's a company um, called Real Sluts. And uh, you can go there, and they have, like, these uh, containers, and they'll take synthetic sperm, so it's not even your own sperm, and, like, an artificial egg. You can create a customized version of whatever it is that you want to fuck. So, let's say Jessica Beale. Okay. Jessica Beale. And they can create her. Um, she will – what ends up happening, you can specify, like, I don't want her to age any more than 28. But the, you'll, you'll get her for – so each year in the beginning – will be five years. So for the first like four years or five years, you have to she rear She rapidly her. ages up to the point where she's op of optimal fucking stage. Is that what you're saying? Or whatever optimal fucking stage that you want. So let's say... <laughs> but do you the do, laws still apply? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I mean you, you could make a 13-year-old. for other yeah. people. You could make a 13-year-old. So I'm just saying every year is five years. So, you know, you'd have to raise her for four or five years till she's your optimal fucking age. But you would have to to rear her like you'd have to raise you'd have to wipe her ass you'd have to change her diapers you'd have to um, you know and they have special schools that will train them to be you know productive members of society productive sex slaves of society you mean alright I'm saying customized lover you're saying sex slave yeah whatever <laughs> to each his own 
But what would would you do this? Would you make? Let's say you're into a twenty year old pussy, and you just want to make a Jessica Biel twenty years old. You can fuck her as often as you want. She's even programmed, customized for monogamy with you. No. No, God no. Why wouldn't you do that? Because I'm responsible for this thing now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she can get a job. Take, this you takes know, all she... the. I mean, I think it takes the random encounter. I mean, I. I don't know. No, it does not sound good. You're conquering the tyranny of the womb, Wackerly. <laughs> I know, but uh, it seems like it's just. I mean, even what you're 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 focusing on the fact that you have to raise the thing and wipe its ass, even though it's like a four year process. Uh, but like now, it's like a helpless creature. It's not helpless though, because there are schools that train these. And educate these. Uh, She's going to go get a job. Yeah, I mean, she can have a job and support herself. <laughs> well, I mean, it's your your companion. So yeah, I guess you live together with her. No, no, I don't want it living with me. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> well, I mean, then you could you could get an apartment for it. Why not? But, I, but I have to pay for the apartment, right? Or I mean, she can get a job and pay for it. I mean, you work, you work, you. But yeah, I guess I mean, it's like having a. It's sort of like having a dependent. But I mean, she she's going to be independent. She's going to like get lonely. <clears throat> like, if I don't call her for three weeks, is she going to be pissed off? I mean, I guess it depends on the nature of your relationship with her. I don't know, but I mean, it, it's you're creating this fuck doll. That what I'm saying is that it's not. It are, seems are like, you going for it? Well, I'll get to that in a second. What I'm saying is that it's not that far off where we can customize, you know, uh, a child. And I'm thinking at that point, perverts, probably a lot of people listening to this show, would be like, well, if I can customize a child, fuck, I'd rather customize like a, a live real doll that I could fuck anytime I want that doesn't age. I mean, it right. just it seems like they would, you know, that's kind of where this technology would, would lead to. It's not to. a robot, though, you can switch off. It's like It's a biological a organism. Person. Yeah, it's like a real, like being you know i would rather have a fuck robot to tell you the truth (laughs) that i can like flip the switch and put it in the closet and forget about it well see my problem with this this idea and the reason i wouldn't go for it even though it does sound ideal um but because i mean think about it dude she has to love you so you could be a big fat loud belching obnoxious piece of shit and yet she still has to be monogamous with you she's not aging (laughs) <laughs> you can do that now. It's called marriage. Well, you can do it, but you get divorced. I mean, you you'd eventually get divorced. I mean, you could do it now. It's called being a rich bastard. You could oh, do that. Idea. You know, I mean, that would be ideal. But but this way, I mean, you just have a, a sex slave that's never going to age and looks like Jessica Biel. Yeah, I don't like the idea that I'm, you know, once I get sick of her... I'm still She's still attached to me for the rest of my life. All right, what if you can trade her with mine? Oh, swapping? <laughs> like pogs? <laughs> now we're talking. Well, no, you can go on Craigslist and be like, so I got this one. She looks like Jessica Biel. She can, you know, really good at doggy style. She deep throats. Um, girlfriend experience. Yeah, no, it's gross. It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. You wouldn't do, do it? it? No. I don't want to even deal with people on Craigslist for like a car. They're just the scum of the earth. See, okay, my problem with this whole thing is... Even though you don't rear her, you don't, you know, um, you know, you're, you're not taking care of her for that long as an infant. 
you're still doing that. So for me, it's like for me, it's like I'd always view her as a child, as something that I created, even though it's not my sperm and she's not technically, you know, a part of me because she's not part of my doesn't have my genetic material. I would still be thinking, you know, I I saw this, I wiped its asshole. I find you it know, amazing that that's your objection, yet, yet you're obsessed with having, in real life, you're obsessed with having sex with girls who are 17 years younger than you. Yeah. I, they I, are I, children. But, <laughs> but I'm attracted to 20-year-olds. Huh? <laughs> no, I like or girls in their early 20s. You know, okay, Wackley, the reason I, I like them is because girls my age aren't impressed with my drunken shenanigans. I'm not saying, they don't have to be your age. They just need to be like near or beyond 30. Okay, that's well, that's what that's your range right now. I don't know. Well, your range is whatever you want. It's legal to have sex with a twenty-year-old. I just don't think it's a very good idea. I hang out with a girl that's thirty-six, thirty-seven, my age, and I tell her, you know, oh God, last week, so embarrassed, my boss caught me puking in the urinal, <laughs> I wasted the night before. She's gonna be like, I think you have a problem. You should go get help. Whereas a twenty-four-year-old girl would be like, high five, that's awesome. You were fucking punk rock, and that's kind of what I like about them. Right, but you don't. the uh, The flip side of that is you're hanging out somewhere. You're like, where the fuck did she go? And she's puking in the urinal, and you're like, that's not cool. Yeah, it's not punk rock. It's not she, entertaining. It's not cute. She also has a nice, tight, beautiful vagina rather than a shriveled thirty-seven-year-old one. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, whatever. So my- I, I, I also maintain that you you can find the thirty-seven-year-old that has no problem with you puking in the urinal at work yeah but then those ones are scary (laughs) they are scary i didn't say they weren't scary (laughs) those ones work at strip clubs for far too long (laughs) um baxter expiration date (laughs) i guess i guess this is a thought experiment but i'm saying this it's creepy that you can customize a child i think i think it's creepy i think it's kind of like Sort of like kind of borders into uh, ventures into Nazi experimentation territory. Why here. is this Indian woman obsessed with like making babies without, like without without you? It's not even virgin birth. I, we have if she if she's trying to define virgin birth, we already have that. It's called artificial insemination. I think what she wants to do is she wants um, you know, she wants to, she she recognizes we live in a world where science can achieve anything. And so she wants people to have their own um, ability to, to procreate. Like they shouldn't have to she rely like an on another person. Sounds like Anne Rand. What's the Aldous Huxley book where they do this? Brave New World. Brave New World. Look how yeah. that turned out. <laughs> I well, don't people, remember. I did read it, but I don't remember how it turned out. Well, people, you could ask yourself this question. Would you do it? Would you create a, a Jessica Beale that would never age, even though you have to create it? You have to take care of it for a period of years? I don't know. We'll see. It is kind of a creepy concept, though. But 20-year-old vagina forever? Uh, I kind of like that. So, people, this is episode 343 here at Sick and Wrong. Um, last week, we had a special show with uh, From the Bills, John Steele, so we didn't actually do any stories. But um, a recap of uh, two weeks ago, episode 341, we had two stories, one about a drunk Lothario who failed to woo a girl at the Grillin' Bar, the local Grillin' Bar. And the uh, second story was the legend of the Sea Hag. Uh, the Sea Hag story won by an overwhelming majority of votes. Yeah, it's a very that was thing a, is was scary. The Sea Hag. I, I think I saw the Sea Hag at that strip club in Portland. 
possibly. I didn't see any busted ass strippers. I only saw like really I said, a couple. It was quite hazy at some points, but none of them were too bad. Yeah, the, the ones couple. with the super like obvious inflated fake tits uh, are kind of gross to me. Yeah, I've never found that attractive. I always find it funny when you see an older girl with fake breasts because she got her boob job in like 1989. When they Before didn't really they know what really they're doing. they perfected, like, normal-looking tits. <laughs> so it's like they're, like, sticking out in different directions, like, at right, right. angles, and it's, they're just weird. Yep. Um, people, you know the way the show works. Send us your stories, signalpodcast at hotmail.com. You can submit them via Facebook or Twitter. We'll read them here on the show. And if you win, you can get a sick and wrong care package, which is really just a couple stickers. But still, it's something you can hold on to. <clears throat> it's something you can hold on to for the rest of your life. Wackily, before we get to our stories here for episode 343, here's a word from our sponsor, Audible.com. If you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, why not go to Audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So the first story here came in from a guy named Shane. Shane says, you need to do this at P-Town's wedding. I don't know about that. Bride and groom spend wedding night in hospital after a guest set his pit bull on them at the wedding reception. I didn't know you were allowed to bring your dogs to a wedding reception. Maybe it's like a oh ghetto God. wedding. Don't do not do not start that trend, please. <laughs> People have their fucking dogs everywhere, especially in the Bay Area. I don't know if it, it's got to be the same in L.A., but. All you have to do now is you put like this green vest on your dog, and and they're le- like every business is legally obligated to like let you bring your animal in. You know what it's called? They're called the uh, back service. back in the day. Yeah, but but back in the day, a service dog was a dog for someone who was blind. Now it's like right. an emotional dog. It's like a care dog because you're emotionally attached to this animal. If you don't have it, you're gonna freak out like Rain Man in a department right. store. Yeah, and what I say to that is, well, you're a fucked up person. Don't go out in public. Exactly. It's like that. I mean, I think that is just fucked. I would hate to have to be that dog. Like, I feel sorry for that dog. Somebody told me that the new thing are are like, (laughs) and and this is going to sound like bullshit, but somebody told me they they really think this is happening, uh, that there's going to, they're like service Shetland ponies. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I would be so into you're that. Like, you're eating in a restaurant, and some dumb fuck brings in his Shetland pony, and you're eating your Caesar salad, and the thing drops a massive loaf on the floor. Well, I don't know how big a loaf is from a Shetland pony. Oh, it's big. It's bigger <laughs> I, than a dog. What I don't get is why don't they just make service monkeys? Because that makes more sense. Monkeys can do more shit than a dog or a pony. I think there's a movie about that called Monkey Shines, where a guy has a service monkey and it like goes crazy and becomes evil and like. Yeah, I think they did up. the Simpsons about that. There's a Simpsons episode yeah. too, but it just makes more sense that if they could train a monkey to do it, the monkey could actually do shit for you, like turn on the TV and pour you a beer because they grab you thumb. a beer. Yeah, I mean it'd be much more much more useful. A pit bull is. A, I don't know if I'd want a pit bull as my emotional care dog. Those those dogs tend to scare me. 
Everybody says their pit bull is really nice, but everybody says that about the pit bull that then goes on to like rip off a toddler's face. Yeah, it's like I love how they say that. Oh, my pit bull's so nice. It's like, all right, well, why don't you leave your newborn with it for like 20 minutes? They're like, okay, I will. And then it's dead <laughs> and it's your fault. <laughs> so uh, 22-year-old Brittany Cortez and her new husband had just been declared man and wife and were celebrating marital bliss at their reception with their friends and family. But what had begun as her dream wedding quickly descended into a nightmare when one of her guests, Joel Navarez, set his pit bull dog on her. Apparently, the, uh, Navarez, a 31-year-old, had walked out of the North Denver wedding on Saturday night, upset about something. I imagine he was like, well, that shit's locked down now. Fucking A. <laughs> It's, it's what always this sucks is how about times weddings. have changed. Like in the graduate, you know, it's very romantic. He's banging on the glass, drives away in his Alfa Romeo or whatever the fuck it is. But nowadays, they just he just sicks the pit bull on him. <laughs> but you know, what? it's like that when you're at a wedding. You're like, oh great, now there's one less vagina I can fuck now. That's true. But to be honest, to be honest, most of the people's weddings that I go to, I'm like not attracted to the bride. <laughs> I like uh, not that's to, not true. Not to go off on too it. much of a tangent, but uh, I love how they celebrate the weddings in Game of Thrones. If you've read the books, well, all these nerds are constantly having th- like sci-fi themed weddings, right? You always see like, oh, we're, we're having a Star Wars wedding, we have a Star Trek wedding, we had a Hobbit and Lord of the Rings wedding. Somebody needs to step up their game and have a Game of Thrones wedding. Yeah, but the way they do it in Game of Thrones is at the end, it's like it's time to bed the wife. The, the guests strip them down and carry them to the bedroom. Yeah, all the men <laughs> strip the bride down. And they're like they're like poking at her vagina and tits and stuff. And then all the women strip the groom down and they're like touching his cock and balls. And then they That's take him saying. to the room. I want to go, I go to a Game of Thrones themed <laughs> wedding. I just think if you're going to do a Game of Thrones theme wedding, you kind of have to have that. The raping of the bride and groom. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just a necessary part of it. So what happened here? When he returned, he had the dog, his pit bull in tow, and savagely egged it on as it launched at Cortez, the, wife, the bride here, as she stood outside the venue. He said, sick her. Sick her, Skylo. He shouted as the, as the brute sank its teeth into the bride. Um, it dragged her to the ground, its jaws locked around her shoulder, shaking her in its mouth from like side to side. I wonder if they stopped the videotape at that point. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be great to see that. It, it seems like something you'd see on LifeLeak.com. What, what does the DJ do at this point? <laughs> hey, folks. We're going to do the hokey pokey. Oh, there's a pit bull. I would start playing some Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop well. Lion, don't you? <laughs> a Snoop Lion now, yeah. Um, Joel stood there. The uh, Joel Navarez here stood there with a leash in hand, laughing, laughing that the dog was biting the woman. Uh, the bride said, "I begged and pleaded with him, just stop, bring the dog home. It's my wedding. Don't do this." The dog then moved on to Cortez's new husband, Jorge, as he tried to save his bride, whose screams he could hear from inside the venue. But rather than call the dog off the bride, Navarre's joined in the attack, punching the newlyweds with brass knuckles. They're kind of like, you know, this is as if Quentin Tarantino directed the movie Turner and Hooch. You know, it's like, it's just like a really violent Turner and Hooch that just, okay, Turner and Hooch cross with the wedding crashers. You could do them both. So, so Turner shows up at the wedding with Hooch. And brass He's not knuckles. A pit bull. I think he was a St. Bernard, but. 
or some the, type of a those are vicious breed. those are vicious dogs too you've seen Cujo I just like St. Bernard's because they bring they come with booze <laughs> <laughs> it's the only dog that comes with booze around its neck you can get our helper monkey to do the same thing maybe a gorilla <laughs> with a big booze barrel around its neck sure uh, the couple were so badly hurt that they needed stitches and spent their wedding night in the hospital. I wonder if they consummated the wedding in the hospital. You think like the nurse staffs are like, well, we'll just close the curtains. Let's let them go at it. They should have. Yeah, I would have. Uh, the bride said it was terrible, made a beautiful party into something I'll never forget. And uh, not much of a surprise here, but Navarez has a history of violence and criminality. He's doing court... For um, in December, facing charges of assaulting a police officer. At the time of the attack, he was on probation for destruction of private property and uh, was only reluctantly invited to the wedding. I don't know why they would invite the lunatic. I wonder who's. I wonder which one, if it was the bride or the groom, that's like, it's not that bad. Okay, yeah. The bride. It's clearly the bride. Well, so she must because have been he, like... he was pissed off that the bride is, is not ever going to fuck him again, so it's, she's the one who knows him. Yeah, I wonder, but I wonder what, like, how she tried to justify inviting him. Like, you know, he's not that bad. Okay, yeah, he have assaulted you talked that to, police Have you talked officer. to anybody recently who's organized a wedding or some kind of, like, anniversary party or something like this? <laughs> this is this is a very common occurrence. Every time what, you talk to somebody inviting who's a organizing lunatic? a big... Well, no, like, the, let, me, let me make the point. Every time I talk to a friend who's organizing, like, a big birthday party... Or a wedding, or anything where you have like sort of extended friends and family. This will always happen. Now, the person will say, "I am inviting that person, but I hope they don't come." <laughs> you know, like like it's always like this courtesy invitation, but they really don't want the person to come, and it becomes very elaborate in their mind. Like I'm inviting them, but I know that weekend they've got you know their parole hearing is that Sunday, Saturday during the day, so they're probably not going to be able to make it. So it'll be cool because they're not come; they won't be able to come, even though I'm inviting them. But okay, and I always want to ask, why just not just don't invite that person? Yeah, you're right. He's an asshole. I don't want to talk to him at your party, so just don't invite him. Oh well, I have to invite him. But why? Why does she? But I don't think he'll come, huh? But that's what I don't understand. Is why does she have to? Because people have fucked up brains. That's why. Like you don't like that person. Don't invite them. You know, it's a strange. I, I mean, maybe it's. I can understand if it's a relative. Because then you're like, all right, well, you know, it's a relative. I got to invite my relatives. But if it's like a friend that's, you know, went to prison for pedophilia, I would just be like, okay, I, you know, I don't really want to invite the guy. I don't even, I mean, I know in, I know historically and in the past of our culture, there's like the special thing with fam, relatives and family members. Like, fuck them. If I hate, <laughs> if that, if my uncle is a fucking asshole, I'm not inviting him either. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I, I I really just don't understand the mentality here. But, well, I mean, kind of goes with what you're saying. She was like, the wife must have been friends with him because she says, I was afraid if I didn't invite him, he would do something even worse. <laughs> well, like what? I mean, he sicked your pit bull on you during your wedding reception. Yeah, maybe you should think about getting a restraining order, which is like disinviting somebody from your whole life. Uh, Navarez has since gone on the run, likely headed for Mexico, where his mother lives. Oh, who would have thought? Friends said that they have not heard from him since they received a text message, a group message, saying, Two more stops, then I hit my deathbed. Nice knowing y'all. Ain't this what yous want? Yup, it will be a sick death, but I ain't going alone. <laughs> so they think, he, they think he committed suicide? 
I think he's going to commit a murder suicide if you ask me. Maybe yeah. a massacre suicide, but maybe he's just talking about the dog. I, I wonder if he's still going to be invited to any weddings here. I doubt it. Eventually, I there's a statute of limitations. <laughs> Five years. I guess maybe if he got a chihuahua, it'd be like, all right, we can invite him now. That's fine. Those wouldn't do much damage, even if he trained it to attack. I don't know. They could be very bitey. Yeah, yippy. They can. They can be annoying. Snappy. What do you have for the second story? I got one from uh, Bobby V from Worcester, Mass. And that story's in in Massachusetts, although not in Worcester. It's in Salem. Salem. The one witch town. That's the town of witches, one, right? Yeah, one time. I probably told this story in the podcast once. But I was in Salem, New Hampshire one time, and I had some free time because it was like a work trip, but I didn't have anything to do. And I tried to find the, like all the witch shit. And then I remembered that I was in the wrong state. <laughs> disappointing uh this is has nothing to do with witches although there is a woman involved um so the woman is unnamed because she's the victim of the story so i just have to call her the woman she apparently lives in a trailer park in salem which they have there and she bought a trailer from this guy named christian hobbs which sounds like a character from the scarlet letter christian hobbs it's a very or, uh, like what's uh, the one the old crucible? English That's name. what I'm thinking. Yeah, he's yeah. 44. He sold her a trailer a couple of years ago, but recently he did some work for her at the home. Now I, I find it funny what the work was that he did. <laughs> he installed two baby monitors in the trailer home. And that's funny for many, many reasons. Yeah, but why couldn't you just install your own? Isn't it just like Don't a you just camera? go buy it at, at Walmart and you put a battery in it? Or a Target. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, how elaborate, how, how elaborate did she need the baby monitors in this trailer? That's the other thing. I mean, <laughs> how far away from the baby do you ever get in the trailer that you can't hear it screaming? How many rooms are in the trailer? Does it even have walls? <laughs> they're, they're more paper. It's like a curtain. Woman, your house is on wheels. All right. <laughs> That's a good country song. Woman, your house is on wheels. What you be doing with that baby monitor? Uh, and she seems really confused because he probably did just put the batteries in it, but he did some extra work while he was there, and she didn't notice. He uh, snuck under the trailer and cut some holes in the floor, uh, and then in the floor vent under the bathroom. And uh, so the woman, you know, she got her baby monitors installed. Uh, Christian Hobbs went on his merry way, or so she thought, until one day she noticed movement in the ducks, like in the movie Alien. <laughs> it could be quite frightening. I mean, what kind of movement did she notice? She said, did you think it was like a rat or something underneath the house? Well, as you would do, she looked into one of the ducks, and guess what? She saw Christian Hobbs. <laughs> He was looking up at her through the hole that he'd cut, and he simply said, hello. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> what are you doing down there? Hi. <laughs> God, that's like such a nightmare. But I mean, really, what other response would you really say? I would run. Well, you pretend you're stuck under the house. You're stuck under the trailer. It's not like you can really... I mean, it, it's got to be... Roll? 
Roll to you gotta have an escape route in mind when you're gonna do this sort of thing. Well, I don't think this guy was like this this you know brilliant molester tactician here. I, mean, I don't think he thought <laughs> far ahead. How long had he been underneath the trailer spying on this woman? Well, let me tell you about how long. He uh, he later told investigators, "I did it. It was me under the trailer." I know we found you under there. <laughs> Hello, hi. He had been under the trailer for nearly two days. He'd taken food, beverages, tissues, uh, <laughs> tissues, uh, and he had taping equipment down there. Also, he was creating videotapes, and he was masturbating. But everybody knew that. <laughs> surprise, surprise! Wow. He's uh, been charged with the manufacture of child porn because her she has this toddler, and in some of the videos he took. Uh, the kid is naked, even See, though it wasn't his intent to masturbate looking at the kid, I don't think. That's a bit egregious, don't you think? Well, don't engage in this kind of behavior, and you won't have to worry about being falsely charged with a child. I don't think this dude was... I think what this guy wanted to do is look up through the hole like where they're strategically placed in the bathroom so he could see her snatch. Right. You can find that kind of porn online, and I, I mean, I usually I think it's faked. You know, it's like staged. But the upskirt but I just, porn. I just don't. I just don't find it erotic. Like looking at some woman's vagina when she's like on the toilet. It's weird when you you always hear about like uh, executives in different cities that have like a camera on their shoe, they cruise around, and they make that like upskirt photos. I don't know. Some guys are really into that. I don't. I don't watch that porn either. Uh, the I mean, upskirts, it's... I can kind of figure, but just like the whole like watching a woman in the bathroom. Yeah, or even, even even girls just showering if they're not doing that like fake erotic shower. I mean, that's hot. But like a girl just normally showering, like washing her like dirty vagina, like it's not that attractive. Yeah, but you know what? Sexual. You know what it is? It's because you've lived with a woman. I think it's like all right. these guys out here that can't afford to manufacture their own sex slave, or are <laughs> <laughs> too fat and ugly to actually have a bird for themselves. They probably would find that erotic. Just a girl showering. It's like to me, it's just like. Ugh. Over it. That's the, that's one of the first rites of passage for a male is when you finally either, you know, you break down or maybe you're the one who's into it. Like you, you move in with your girlfriend for the first time and then you're like, whoa, <laughs> she's pretty gross most of the time. Just like me. Like I thought she was like hot and super sexy and we'd go on dates and she'd smell nice. But like now that we live together. She's blowing up the bathroom, and like there's like pubic hair all over everything, and not even lighting a match. You know, you know what bothered me about living with a woman. Um, I remember this was actually happened with two different women. I lived with two different girls that, as soon as they get home, would take off all their clothes, just lounge naked, like that was comfortable. They were just into doing that. And at first, I was like, "Wow, this is awesome! I get to see titties and ass." You know, as soon as I get home. But then after a while, I was like, "You know, now I'm." Just kind of becoming desensitized to it. I'm seeing you naked all the time. You know, I never it's... had that. I had the I had the opposite. They would come home, and it would be like head to toe, like uh, sweatpants and sweatshirt. Ah, that's even. I think <laughs> that's like, almost what worse. The fuck. Yeah. Put on some like cute gym shorts where I can see some leg, maybe. But like this whole head to toe, like thick socks, sweatpants, sweatshirt with the hood over your head, pulled tight with the string. Like what the fuck? I'm living. I'm living with like a gym rat, elf, hobbit thing. I know. I specifically went to the store and got a cheerleader outfit with no panties, and I was like, you know, why don't you lounge in this? Yeah, <laughs> it's not that bad. 
<laughs> It'd be rad. <laughs> I Anyways, I think I was at the end. Yeah. So what happened oh, he's to, to Mister Hobbs? He's also been charged with uh, wiretapping, prowling, trespass, and burglary. Jesus, this and guy's it, going away you know, for a while. He's going to be a par- he's going to be a pariah. He's a pervert. He's a peeping tom. He's going to be on the sex offender registry now. Definitely. Kicked out of the trailer park. He's going to have to tell everybody in the trailer park that he's a sex offender. They're going to be like, yeah, we know. We live here. We saw that whole episode. <laughs> Although, you know, you got to say, how how much did he really capture on film? Because he was only there for how long? Two days? He said he, it said he made 16 one-minute videos. Which I don't, um, under, I don't get that. I mean, she's obviously in the bathroom more than one minute. Yeah, but how often is she walking over the hole? I wonder, like, I mean... It, what I'm envisioning is like your video can't be all whole. This guy needs some like directorial assistance if he's just trying to just taping the uh, on hole shots. I just wonder. Do you think he stuck the camera through the hole and just kind of positioned it so that he could see like you know what she's doing in there? I feel like she would notice the tip of the camera unless he had one of those uh, Mission Impossible style like little fiber optic you know. I wonder if I, mean, I I don't even know if those really exist in real life, but you see them in a lot of movies. I wonder if she was really really hot, like you know, and uh, she goes in there and just totally full on battle shits right in the toilet, and the dude's just like sitting there, like I mean, he's got a that's got to be like uh, you know a concern. I mean, he's maybe in the bathroom, but maybe that's what he's into. All right, all right. If he's into that, then I imagine it's great. But if he's into like oh, I want to see this girl get naked, and then she just goes in there and she's just you know full on diarrhea, just farting. And he's like, great. Now I'm stuck under here under a trailer. I mean, the smell. would <laughs> be going right in there. I, I can't believe he stayed down there for two days. Eating Cheetos and masturbating. Well, now that you put it that way. <laughs> I had some weekends like that. But I was in my, in my apartment, you know. I wasn't like under a trailer. But I guess it's pretty much the same thing. You know, if a guy's willing to climb into a porta potty for a few days just to look up at some girl pissing or shitting doesn't surprise me some guys willing to camp out underneath a trailer yeah this guy had a luxury compared to the in the porta potty guy yeah definitely people go uh go vote for your favorite story sick and wrong podcast.com we got a few phone calls here sick and wrong hotline 206-666-3846 uh we also got an email to get to sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com is our email address um before we get to our first call here's a word from adamandeve.com wrong listeners this is trucker paul i gotta tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines dildos inflatable wives i've bought them all when i go home i like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo when i'm on the road i got my second wife my blow-up doll and my jack-off sleeve Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. I put a spell on you. All right, Wacker, we got a few phone calls here. The Sick and Wrong Hotline. Uh, the first one is about a guy... I think last week we were talking about strippers and uh, whether or not you can drink at most strip clubs. Right. You know, we, we, I think we narrowed it down to New Orleans, Vegas, and Portland. Portland. Yeah, I think I was saying, well, this guy's saying Montana should be included in these uh, cities 
that you should visit. Hey, sick and wrong. This is Mike from Clovis, California. Listening to your recent broadcast talking about strip clubs and alcohol. Uh, in 2007, I spent a week in uh, Missoula, Montana, and I was surprised. Doesn't you? Uh, don't you have a brother that lives in Missoula? No, near there. Near there. Missoula is where the school is because our old um, our old college housemate, his sister, went there. Do you ever go to uh, Montana to see your brother, brother Wackley? <laughs> you, I'm not a good brother. It sounds like you should. I want to go. I keep saying I'm going to go, and I haven't made it. But that's because I'm not. I'm not a good family person at all. Yeah, you you, you don't want your customized sex toy to be around. You don't want to hang out with your brother. I don't co- contact my parents often enough. <laughs> I get yelled at that for, for that this week. I've never been to see my brother's new place. You know, Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't a family man either. I never, I never met. He's like, my brother's almost married to some girl, and I've never met her or talked to her, <laughs> or I even know her name. I don't even know her name. Does your brother have a weird name? What's his name? I'm not telling people what his name is because then they'll stalk him. All right. Yeah, I know it's a weird name though. It's like a Viking name or something. Right. Um, all right. Well, here's how. Here's why you should go visit him. Excited to find that not only could you drink in a totally nude bar, but they also have slot machines nope. and at that time in 2007 you could still smoke in the bar but from what i understood there in the beginning of 2008 that was going to be banned but missoula montana that was a happening place for the bars and there was lots of them in that town you know it's uh, where the university of montana is so there's a lot of bars and there was a strip club right near where i was staying totally nude and uh champagne room the whole bit with uh full full bar and slot machines. They had slot machines at all the bars. <laughs> They've bar raised the stakes. Down. So anyway, keep it sick and wrong like you guys. Bye. Actually, that sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> do you think do you think the strippers resent the slot machines and then like the slot machines which I am imagining are sort of like Star Wars robot R2D2 type slot machines resent the strippers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the slot machines are sentient. Maybe. I'm just for my for purposes of my illustration, it's more funny if they are. You know, because the strippers are like, that guy's over there pouring all his money into that fucking slot machine. Yeah, and that's the what, slot machine's like, that guy's over there pouring all his money into that stripper snatch. That's what I, I was saying. Money. It's like the competition of the slots there. But uh, <laughs> Slots versus sluts. It just seems like it's, a, uh, it's counterproductive. But you know, uh, a quick anecdote here. When I used to work at that, uh, that one strip club on Broadway, they called it a porno boutique. And they would show porn the whole time, like from a camera that was mounted above the stage, it would show porn the whole time. And so customers would come in there and just stare at the porn, just watch the porn, not even pay and attention to the girls, the girls. And not tip the girls. So the girls would constantly climb up on the, uh, the pole and just kick the camera, like doing a pole trick, would kick it as hard as they could so the camera's broken. So then, you know, we the could show porn. The projector, yeah, the projector that was mounted. So there, I mean, it was constantly like the sluts versus technology. So I imagine, I bet that's you... That's like John Henry is what that's like. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's the ballad of John Henry. <laughs> I, th- I think the sluts here at the, in Montana probably hated the sluts and vice versa. I do, I do love the completely oblivious strip club patron who doesn't get the concept like these girls you have to tip them like that's how they're making money they're not just there 
because you decided to walk in and they just want to dance for you for nothing. Yeah, you know, I mean, it kind of reminds me of, uh, I used to always say as a DJ, I'd be like, you know, gentlemen, you're sitting up in the erection section. It's like, not tipping, it's like going through a drive-thru and not ordering any food. Like, what are you doing? But people still do it. Like, old men, I, I think maybe when I was 18, I probably pulled stupid shit like that, and it's kind of allowed, allowable. But, like, there's old men will do it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get that. I mean, it's, I guess that's why you have to constantly remind them. But, I mean, you know what, what ends up happening is you go in the strip club, you sit in the front row, the erection section, and you tip and you tip, and then you're like, fuck it, and then you go sit in a table in the back. Right. And, but even then, I would get up and still tip the girls. If, if there's no one else there, tipping. If you're in there, you should be throwing, you know, money down. And, and uh, yeah, like with le- the further you get away from the stage, the less frequently you really need to do it, but especially if you're not buying lap dances cuz that's how they really make their money. True. So if you're not doing that, then you might as well just, you know, go tip a couple dollars on stage, you fucking Jew. Uh, <laughs> here's the uh here's a second call. This is uh, I think this is our last time we're going to be talking about the Olympics. Because the Olympics are done. They're done. They're done, though. Did you see that, that uh, horrific spectacle of Russell Brand on top of the bus singing I'm the Walrus? I, well, this is a fun, it's funny that you mentioned that. I actually watched the entire closing ceremony. You, why? <laughs> because I was so fucking hungover. I couldn't do anything else. I mean, I was too, I was too drunk to watch it, or too hungover to watch a movie, too hungover to do anything except for sit there and watch that dumb thing. If you had a helper monkey, he could have changed the channel for you. I don't have cable. <laughs> See, you're screwed. <laughs> it was the only thing, like, I mean, the shit on the other channels was worse than that. Was and there I got, one? You know, I got to, I got to, like, bitch about how shitty everything was, which makes you feel better, as, such as the Russell Brand segment. That guy has completely jumped the shark. Oh, it was it was god awful. I I only watched it online and just saw like maybe about a minute of it. But I'm surprised like Sir Paul McCartney didn't just come on and just start beating him like Liverpool hooligan style. Like stop! <laughs> what the fuck are Be- you doing? Beat him with his wife's prosthetic <laughs> leg. Prosthetic but you know, limb. you know what? I, I will say this: the he, uh, Russell Brand was not the worst. Worst, the dumbest fucking guy. You know who was the dumbest dude? Who? Uh, I guess his name is Fat Boy Slim. <laughs> I mean, that's his uh, oh, DJ yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. What a dick. He looked like the biggest dick in the universe. Like an old man standing behind some turntables, like trying to like pump up the crowd. What an idiot. Well, you know, it's funny. He's trying to maintain relevancy. Because who the fuck even thought of Fat Boy Slim in the past like decade? I haven't even <laughs> heard of Fat Boy Slim songs since like 2000, I think. Right. In the they late might as well have Chubba Wumba. <laughs> <laughs> and they would have looked cooler than this guy, like, standing behind some turntables, singing his, his like, club mix song. I oh, did, God. I did it was like, painful to watch. I did like Eric Idle, though, coming out the canon like that. I thought mm. that even was a little bit forced. Better than Russell Brand. Better than Russell Brand, true. But anyway. Annie Lennox was all right. I'm glad the Olympics are over, and I'm sure that echoes the sentiment of a lot of Londoners, like this guy. Whackers, Lance, whatever your name is. I'm in a pub in London, and there's nothing but people with London 2012 shirts on, with little badges, and pretending they've got something important to do. And I've got a new word for them. Epricks. 
That's it. Olympics. Olympics. What's your name? Olympics. Cunts. Yeah, Olympics. So anyone that walks around with a shirt on, uh, all important, uh, they're Olympics. It's been done. Lakers, Billion, Wani, Fagwa. <laughs> I like that the foie gras duck has now become a catchphrase. Yeah, became a lot of uh, a lot of the English are saying it. I think just to poke fun at the French. You know what's funny is I was thinking about this. Like English people just want, especially the drunk, like uh, working class English guys, like this dude. Probably he probably like uh, drives the train, the whatever the train's called over there. What's the train called? The tube. The tube. I bet you this guy's like the the tube driver. I bet you, like, when they, they, they need a reason to hate somebody. And so when they see these, like, tourists coming in there with their, you know, their little patches and their, their London 2012 shirts, it's just like all of a sudden there's a target because they're wealthy enough to be able to afford to go to the Olympics. And, uh, they, and then they're in the pub. And I'm sure, like, working class guys are like, ah, I'm going to bait that motherfucker's face in. I'm sure there were some fights just because someone's wearing a London 2012 shirt. Oh, I'm sure you're correct. After like 10 Stellas. Warm Stellas. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure this dude's warm, happy. Warm beer, like the worst bathrooms in those pubs, I think, you've ever seen. Because they're like 300 years old, you know, some of those toilets. Oh, God. And then just tons of cocaine. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a bad mix for violence. It's a lethal combination. But I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're relieved that they, they won't have to deal with this Olympic shit anymore. Right. Um, here's another, uh, here's another interesting call about, uh, Florida. Uh, what's up, Zia Lance? Yeah, I'm calling again. Um, I think my last call was a little too brief. Let me, yeah, like I said, I, you guys were talking about Florida. Um, I'm, let me explain a little bit more why Florida's so fucked up. Um, all the people migrate here, all the weirdos and freaks and shit from different states because they're A, running away from something. Or B, they want to like, I don't know, they, they gave up on wherever the hell they live and they wanted to move somewhere where it's nice and warm and the taxes are real low and shit. But, you know, truth about Florida, besides being filled with weirdos, the weather tries killing you half the time. And, um, yeah. Well, what about old people? Don't people just go there to retire because the weather? Everything he just said could apply to old people, <laughs> right? They've just given up on life. They want to go somewhere where there's low taxes. They've, like, burned all their bridges where they grew up or where they live most of their life. I mean, yeah, that's also why people retire there. You know what's interesting is that, so Portland, Oregon, there is no sales tax there. I did not notice that. Yeah, there's no sales tax anywhere you go. So, it's, I mean, it's a cheaper place to live. But I heard from somebody that uh, in Washington, they don't have income tax. Like, there's no state income tax. So you can live on the border of, because Portland's, like, I think, like, half an hour away from, the, from Washington. You can live in a city that's, you know, on, a, on the border of Oregon and Washington. You pay no state tax. Then you do all your shopping in, Portland, in, in Oregon, and you pay no income tax. Or All no, right, Ted Kaczynski. No sales tax. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Have fun in your have fun in your cabin in the middle of the fucking wilderness. I'm just saying, if I was, if I really wanted to be a Jew, I would go move to that town because there I would be saving so much money whilst giving the finger to this to the to the, the White House. Mm-hmm. You know. No, no, it makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, I think have a fun lot in of your cabin in the woods. <laughs> Miraculously, you just made the manifesto. I want to tell you that, all right? <laughs> <laughs> You're chapter four. 
people I really like. Vendetta. Is that chapter four? <laughs> just, ch- just be careful when you're checking your mail, okay? Um, but yeah, no, it makes sense. Florida, you know, it's low taxes, so all the old people move there, especially all the Jewish old people. And it's filled with old people because old people come here and fucking um, live out the rest of their days here and, you know, and fuck old people. I've lived here my whole life and it's pure shit. So, yeah, um, once again, keep it sick and wrong. Um, whatever. Peace. That's why I can't live in Florida. There, there are way too many old people. Like driving around, like I, I remember driving around in college, we went to Fort Myers. I remember driving around Fort Myers was the most aggravating experience. even worse than L.A. traffic. I mean, it was just there were so many fucking old people still driving. Yeah, but the Bay, the Bay Area has Asian drivers, so... Yeah, yeah, they... Asian... Uh, it's hard to compare. Old, like, senior citizen... Asian senior citizen drivers, that's the well, worst. Well, I mean, that that's like a national emergency if you see an Asian senior citizen driver. <laughs> Just go in your home and, like, close all the doors and windows and do not leave. I still don't think... I still don't understand, though, why... The correlation he's making about why so many just batshit insane people live in Florida... I mean, it's, 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 what do you it's mean like, you don't understand? Alaska is the same way. I know what he's saying. Florida, Florida is like a place where people don't ask questions, right? Because they're probably there because they're running away from something also. So when you move to Florida, nobody says, "Oh, really? Uh, you know, wh- where are you from? Why why'd you leave that place?" Because you're probably the answer is probably going to be, you know, because I got 18 DUIs in my hometown <laughs> and now I'm a pariah. So people in Florida don't ask that because they probably came there a couple years before because they had 20 DUIs and, and were a pariah in their hometown. So you're saying these people move to Florida, then they breed, and then they create a state just full of these degenerates. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, I guess that, that explains why Lobster Boy came from Florida. And they have all the carny freaks all live in that town, Gibsonton, Florida. Like, I do. Uh, think. I think a lot of carny freaks live down there for the, and a lot of people join the carnival for the same exact reason. <laughs> Alaska, go, go to Alaska sometimes. It's the same way. People it's don't just, ask about your past there. So you can go to escape or start over. People move to Florida or probably move to Alaska to start over. People, they're, they're they're both states, and I'm sure there are probably some other ones, but I don't know. They're just people aren't nosy. It's actually quite nice. Yeah, actually, it's, uh, that actually sounds advantageous. I almost want to move there now. Um, plus Miami, there's so many hot chicks there. It's incredible. Yeah. They're just walking down the street in thong bikinis. God. With, they, have that little, they have that little see-through wisp of like tissue that they wrap around themselves in the facsimile of a skirt. But it's not a skirt. <laughs> it's a see-through thing, and you have a G-string on underneath, and I can see it. It's got to be the worst city for a premature ejaculator. Oh, I just all I'm just God, constantly my walking, dockers walk, again. Constantly walking around with a husband's bulge. <laughs> all right, here's the last call. This is uh, from a Canadian. What's up, chicken on It's Phil. I'm a first-time caller. I'm a Canadian rapper, which you guys are probably gonna want to make fun of me for that. It also sounds like he has a speech impediment. Canadian, yeah. a Canadian rapper. With a speech impediment, dude, you're gonna you're gonna have a brilliant career, dude. 
<laughs> Snow. Remember him? Oh, yes. Snow. Was it? That's Informer. the only... Informer. <laughs> hey, now. I'm a Canadian rapper. I lick you boom, boom, down. <laughs> you know, I, I can't even think of another Canadian rapper. Are there any? I'm sure there are, but I can't think of one either. For two reasons. Fuck, I'm hungover right now. Um, I was wondering if I could use your guys' voices in a song. And I also want to be the Canadian official second round correspondent. So let me know what you guys think of that. Okay, see you later. So, um, what, if the, what if the song becomes like a top 20 song? Oh, good. Good exposure. You know, go, go right ahead and use our names in the song. <laughs> Wait a minute! Exposure? <laughs> Fuck off! I want money. Jesus! If he made, what if he, what if it becomes a top twenty song? And he makes like fifty million dollars off a single. I'll and bet our voices you, are in it. I bet you a case of MGD that the uh, Canadian rapper with the speech impediment's not going to write a top twenty song. I don't know. Maybe not. You don't know. <laughs> look at uh, look at <laughs> look at Biz Marquee. <laughs> That dude does. Actually, I don't think that guy can speak. An old that dirty bastard. That guy never has to work another day in his life because of that. What the? What was the song? Baby, you got what I need. Baby, you just got what friend, I need. Just a friend. Just a friend. That's the name ma- of the song. Massive speech impediment. Yeah, that's true. You know, you know that guy's a hoarder. He hoards Barbie dolls. He looks like he's hoarding fried chicken in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Snicker bars. What he's I find funny huge, about Sodbuster. What I find funny about this Canadian rapper here. Well, besides the fact that he's a Canadian rapper, um, is he's asking he's asking if if uh, he can be the official Canadian correspondent? How many Canadian fans? We have so many Canadian fans that well, none of them asked. He's the so, first one. No, I think I think we've had others that have been like, what what about Kendra? Kendra, she was like the original Canadian fan. Yeah, she doesn't call in anymore though. I mean, she has she's not putting in the reports. We yeah, that's true. One. She hasn't been. All right, maybe it can be the new. Well, there was also some cowgirl who lived in Alberta who was nice and sounded hot. Well, this guy. All right, this guy can be the new Canadian correspondent rapper. Keep keep us keep us like uh, informed about the rap scene in Canada. I wonder where he lives. Well, what, like what Saskatchewan. Kind of rap, what kind of rapper calls into the show and doesn't like do any rapping? All right, all right, okay, all right. You can use our names in a song if you call in. Give us an example of some rap here, some Canadian rap. We'll play it as an intro. Rap an intro. Yeah, rap, rap an intro. intro. Make make sure it's no longer than thirty seconds. I hate when people <laughs> send something to work for an intro and it's like a minute long. Um, you gotta be the you gotta be the producer, D. You gotta you gotta like mix it down and remix. What are they? Should remixes? I add some beats? Yeah, should I add some beats? Like add do a beats. remix. <laughs> All right, call up, dude. Canadian rapper guy here. Give us a call and uh, give us an example, and then we'll let you know whether or not you can use our names in a song. I wanna, I wanna I'm hear just going to give him permission right now. <laughs> just, just use it, but also give us the intro. As if he's going to listen. As if we say no, he's going to listen to us. He's still going to do it. I'm sure. People call the Sigurong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Uh, Wacker, we got an email here that you might be uh, interested in. It comes from Ravi. Ravi says, hey, Wackerly, here's some spank bank material for you. There's an elf movie in the works. And, uh, yeah, I knew that. Elf movie lands at Sony Animation with a Smurfs producer, Jordan Kerner, who produced last year's Smurfs movie. Uh, 
He's uh, boarded the hybrid live-action CGI feature, which is planning to retain actor Paul Fusco as the voice of the furry extraterrestrial. What do you think? Yep. It's idiotic. Oh, did so, Alf, wait. You're Alf upset is a puppet. about this? Huh? Yeah. Alf is a puppet. He's not a CGI creature. Yeah, but you don't... Okay, did you see the Smurfs movie? No. I know. I never did saw you? it either. I actually hated the Smurfs. Even when I was a kid, I always just thought the Smurfs were retarded. I wasn't even... That, I mean, I was in the age range, the demographic that the Smurfs should have appealed to. I just yeah. hated it. I felt uh, the same way about He-Man. He-Man, I always... I mean, I don't know. Like, He-Man, I, I didn't mind watching it, the cartoon. I never played with the He-Man toys, though. Mm-hmm. They weren't the kind of toys that I like to play with. <laughs> they're too too muscular. I mean, that's what I didn't like about them. It what, seems like something muscular? Jeffrey would have been into. <laughs> yeah, I never touched my brother's He-Man characters because they're always covering this brown substance. I was like, dude, I don't know what you do with these things. He-Man's going on a cave exploration. <laughs> going spelunking, Master Castle Grayskull. <laughs> Come with me, Orko. Through the brown tunnel of death. Castle Brown Hole. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I never liked the Smurfs. And the, but this, this, this conversation is about Alf, so don't... Yeah, don't yeah, yeah. But I mean, the CGI rendition pissed me off. Because I was like, what are you fucking doing? I hate how they do this shit. But if you think about it, it works, though. Because these kids, today, they don't know... I mean, they don't know the Smurfs cartoon. They aren't acquainted with the Smurfs like we were. So kids today don't know anything about fucking Alf. So for them... But the, but the Smurfs didn't bother me because the Smurfs was like obviously a cartoon and then they're obviously making a live action movie out of it. Alf is a live action show and they're making a live action movie out of it, but they're fucking changing Alf. It's just dumb. Like, so, make Alf a puppet. That's why it's funny. Are you equating this to if they made another Muppets movie and it was CGI? Yeah. What if they made a Muppets movie and Kermit was a CGI Kermit and Miss Piggy was CGI? Everybody would everybody would be up in They'd, arms. There'd be Dumb. an uproar. Yeah. I you know I'm surprised uh, Paul Fusco is like on board with this. I'm surprised he because well, you think he's got a lot of career options at this point. <laughs> the voice of Alf. Yeah, I I wonder. I don't know. That's like I, I heard uh, I heard. Michael Gross, the dad from uh, Family Ties, was like shilling some mortgage company on AM radio the other day, and oh, I just really? felt bad for him. God, I mean, did anybody from that uh, that that show go on to any kind of fame other than Michael J. Fox? No, <laughs> <laughs> I think the the greaser boyfriend had a couple movies, but then he fizzled out. So I wonder what they're gonna do about like if this, is this like an Alf origin film? I don't know. I would never go see it, but I bet you... The the first episode of the television show, Alf, completely goes in. That is his origin right there. Okay, all right. Before we move on here, what if they made... You know that uh, that movie that just came out about the teddy bear with uh, Seth MacFarlane did it? What if they did something like that with Alf, where it was like he was foul-mouthed and, you know, the same character, but it was more adult-themed? But yet he was like a CG because the, the the teddy bear in that was a CG character. Terrible We're... idea! It's all terrible. <laughs> the show Alf was hilarious. It doesn't need to be filthied up, and, and Alf does not need to be CGI. I can't. I. Can't, I mean, I. It's gonna be. You know, they're gonna have an awful cast. I know they're not gonna have the original Willie. 
If you can't have yeah. Willie, I mean, <laughs> there's no like who's going to play that bald doof. He's got to be still around, right? Willie's got to. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what that guy. You'd have to get new days. kids because those kids are old now. But I remember. The, I feel like the mom was hot. The sister was hot. Okay, in but, this weird '80s way. You know, if uh, if this producer wants some assistance here, I think you should probably contact the show because what I would do is I would do it like you know. The same timeline, like chronologically, like you know, they the Willie got a divorce. Alf ends up just living with Willie. Oh, you, you know? mean it's, it's consistently now actually twenty years later. Twenty years later, and you know Willie's older, but they're you know they're together, and they're like you know okay, well I'm single, I've been single, and Alf like you know they they live in, the, in an apartment together. Same thing. I don't, know, be, man. I don't know. I guess. I mean, the the joke was that Alf was an asshole. And it was funny because there's this ass, there's an alien living in your house, and he's an asshole, and he eats and, cats, uh, and he eats cats. I mean, that's part of why he was an <laughs> asshole. He's always trying to eat the fucking family's cat. But like, they're gonna they're gonna try and be ironic with it, and yeah, I'm sure they're gonna try and like, ooh, Alf's getting jiggy with it, and fucking oh, shit like my that. God, they're probably gonna and, like, have a put song. them on a skateboard, and like, yeah, they're gonna be like, oh, Alf's in a sexual situation. Like, no, the story is is this doofy family. An alien lands, and he's an asshole, and he's a fucking puppet. Don't fuck with the formula. I'm not going to see it. I won't see it. <laughs> so thank you, Robbie, for saying that. And now you just ruined Wackerly's day. He's pissed off. I already now. knew. Ab- I know. I already knew about it. It just re- it reignited my ire. <laughs> People, email the show podcast at uh, hotmail.com. Uh, as we say every week, uh, iTunes. Go subscribe to the show on iTunes. Listen to the show through iTunes. Rate the show on iTunes. You really do actually help us out. On Wackily, this week, we were in the What's Hot category, like directly underneath uh, the Joe Rogan podcast for like the whole week. Do you know how great? Do you, do you know how much of a boon that is for this show? Uh, I guess a big boon. <laughs> I don't know. I always want to make fun of the Joe Rogan podcast, but I'm afraid he'll beat me up. Yeah, I'm scared of that guy. But anyway, it was nice to be right next to him, and uh, I'm, you know, it'd be. I guess some it'd be. Of his, be does some of his testosterone rub off on us? Are we more manly now? A little bit. I feel like I can almost get in a fight little, with somebody. A little, I smell a little muskier. I think. You know, I mean, it'd be nice if it, like, if you're in the what's hot category and it translated into hand jobs, but it doesn't. But still, it's mental hand jobs. You know, I'm sure that Joe Rogan's gotten a lot more hand jobs than me, <laughs> like by a factor of at least twenty. Probably, I'm sure. But anyway, go go to iTunes, uh, do a search for Sick and Wrong, and subscribe and rate the show, and leave us a comment. We like that. Uh, people, the Sick and Wrong store is selling Quado Tees. We still have a few left. I know people have been emailing me. Do that, because I only have a few left. So email me at sickandwrongpodcast.com and confirm whether or not we have your size before you place the order, and then I'll, I'll, I'll send you one. Um, we do still have, uh, I think we have... We have a few shirts left in all sizes, small, medium, large, and extra large. I'm still working the kinks out on the new design, but I bet you by September, we should have a new Sick and Wrong tee available for people. So if you want to wait till then, just wait. Uh, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Uzi. Uzi writes, Dear Dan Lance, I've been listening since 09. Ought 9. It's quite a few years ago. I live literally in the middle of nowhere. In a town with a population of 200, I believe. It seems less to me. Have you ever seen Twin Peaks? It's a lot like that. Lots of sick and wrong happenings up here in the mountains. 
I have stories to share, but not this moment, unfortunately. I'm hungover and not in the mood. <laughs> Thanks. All right. <laughs> where, where, do you, where do you drink in your town of 200 people? It's moonshine. It's got to be moonshine. Yeah. I don't know. Probably drink in the backyard. Yeah. Um, since there's only satellite internet, which can sometimes be worse than dial-up, uh, I have no television. I can't pick up any radio stations out here. No wonder there's so many sick and wrong happenings. She says, sick and wrong is my main entertainment. God, that's horrible. Could you imagine? Like you have nothing else to listen to but sick and wrong or watch. A fate worse than death. It would be a lot like The Shining, I think. Maybe. Cabin fever. Uh, You guys rock. So I just want to thank you guys for being hilarious and request a song. Uh, It's called All Hail by The Devil Makes Three. It reminds me of the podcast every time I hear it. Take it sleazy. Oozy. You know that band, Devil Makes Three? Nope. Really good band, actually. I, I, this is a band that's kind of up your alley there, Wackerly. They're, uh, I guess technically they're folk rock, sort of. Oh, folk. Really? No, they're more like folk punk, maybe. I don't know. But they're kind of country, kind of bluegrass. Kind of country, kind of bluegrass, kind of punk. A uh, really good band, actually. And this song is... is Alf in the band? <laughs> Alf should be in the band. You know what? If they added Alf to the band, uh, they would, you would know who they were. I think uh, they would definitely place on the top 20. They would unseat Bieber as uh, being a top of the pops here. But we're going to end the show with All Hail by The Devil Makes Three. Thanks, Uzi, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode 344. Till then, take a sleazy. Okay, goodbye. Come on down to where them tracks cross High Street. You're going to watch the whole world go insane. See the lighters hit the rocks in the bushes like the stars are coming down like rain. Here she comes, just a skin and bone skeleton. She's food for the crack cocaine. She got a baby living right outside the city, man. She don't even remember his name. Well, his name is Adolf Hitler, Albert Einstein, Jesse James. Oh, hell, oh, hell. To the greatest sense. Everything. Yeah,
It's free. It's free to go wherever it wants. I don't know. You leave it. You... And, it's Im- and it's an immortal 20-year-old, a super hot chick. Yeah, you will it to somebody. I don't know. It's like a possession. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> fuck my grandpa's fuck doll. <laughs> like you wouldn't try at least once. Oh, if totally you were like 13. Would. I totally would, but I'd prefer not to. <laughs> I plus, you, know what, you know what would happen? Who's... <laughs> Who's the actress from the black and white movies? Like the come up and see me sometime chick. What's her name? Um, Joan Crawford. No, <clears throat> before her, Betty Davis. Betty Davis. Have you ever looked at a picture of Betty Davis? She looks. She looks deformed. Like she has some kind of like genetic mutation. They used to think she was hot, and so my grandpa's fuck doll would look like Betty Davis, and I would. You know, I don't want to fuck that. It's not. It's not in fashion right now the way that that thing looks. Yeah, but there are certain girls from the 20s that are just their beauty is timeless. Like it's the same, you know, you're just as attracted to them. You'd just be as attracted to them now as you were back then. Sure, I guess. There's certain standard features. But 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 what I'm saying is maybe those women back then, like we think they're attractive, but back then like my grandpa probably thought she was just like kind of weird looking or plain. So he would have picked the Betty David. Like, I'm not saying there weren't attractive women back then, but the w- women, women that Grandpa would have picked as his sex doll does not probably look how you would pick a girl to look. And then he wills it to you, and you're stuck with it. <laughs> you're stuck with it. <laughs> it's and not immortal, And your are stuck with the one that you make. It's not immortal. I mean, they have, like, a, you know, a lifespan of, like, 50 years or something. 40 years. But it <laughs> looks like a 20-year-old for 50 years. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> 